Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Welcome to another episode of BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is one of the founding members of the Jamaican bobsled team. He's a three-time Olympian, he's an author, and he runs the organization Keep On Pushing, Mr. Devin Harris. How are you doing today, buddy? Hey, Nick. It's a great time out with you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. You're not a guest. You're a buddy. All right. Cool. I feel special already. Mm-hmm. So, buddy, let's go back to the beginning. What sparked your interest in becoming a bobsledder? Um, wow. That, that's a really good question. I, uh, when I, I was in the Army, I was a young officer in the Jamaica Defense Force when I first heard that Jamaica was about to start a bobsled team. And I thought it was the most ridiculous idea ever conceived by man. So I had absolutely no interest in uh, in uh, being on the team. But I have to say, I did harbor Olympic aspirations. I was a middle distance runner, around 800 and 1500 meters. And I had you know, designs of competing in the uh, 88 Olympic Games in Seoul, Korea. Um, and then my colonel, told me to go to the team trials, the bobsled team trials. Uh, Quite frankly, not uh, because he thought I was this amazing athlete, Nick, but because, uh, you know, there's a a philosophy in the army that says officers must always participate. And the colonel had a bunch of enlisted uh, soldiers going to the team trials. So he thought he said his young fit officer. Um, But the the way I am wired, man, you know, I'm I'm not an also ran, oh, it's nice to participate kind of guy. Once I knew I was going to the team trials, my attitude shift from this is ridiculous to oh my god, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I have to make this statement. So mm. here, mm. that is awesome. Now there's a movie out there. We talked a minute about this about <laughs> you guys. What's the main differences between movie and reality? Oh my god, dude, there are so many. So when they um when the credits roll, it says based on the true story. Uh, Two words are missing there, very loosely based on the true story. You know, so they they took the truth and stretched it to make it funny. And then they mm-hmm. in other instances, they just made up stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to ask though, the one thing they didn't make up was the crash in there. So when you were going through that crash, what was going through your head? Like what was mm. minus all the minus all the ice and the cinder, you know, and all that stuff. What else was going through your head? Yeah. So there's a part of the crash that they made up. According to the movie, we were heading down the track and we we're going about our merry way, and then the bolts came loose, which is not true, right? It's it was really driver error. And I remember when we crashed, when we went over in that instant, um, my thoughts were, "Oh my God, we crashed! How embarrassing!" I know, I know it looked horrendous and, and people ask me all the time if I was scared for my life. That was a lot. I was, a, no, that was the last thing on my mind, man. It was like, oh, we just crashed in front of the entire world and it was embarrassing. Mm. Mm. You have like a motivational, as a motivational speaker, do you have like a motivational message that comes from the crash? Oh, yeah. Uh, so the crash is is a failure. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people, people are always 
uh, trying to shy away, let's say, from failure, or they uh, are worse yet, they see uh, failure events as themselves being failures. And so my challenge and my encouragement to people is like, one, accept that you're going to fail. If you if you're not failing, it means you're not trying hard enough. You're you're sitting in your little cocoon, your little comfort zone. You're not doing anything new to try and grow and succeed um, and achieve more than you have achieved, uh, you know, previously. And and once you step out of that comfort zone, yeah, your chances are you're going to fail. It is part of the journey. And it doesn't mean that you are a failure. It simply means that the results you got didn't quite work out. And your job now is to learn from that experience take the lessons and and build on that as somebody said uh to continue uh more intelligently mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. there are all the other letters left in the alphabet you know <laughs> it doesn't work exactly you know you, you got you gotta you know like i say man keep on pushing keep on pushing i love it so what was it like when the first time you were in the olympics what was it like when you first competed or when you were trying out and all that yeah so um i mean trying out and getting selected was amazing you know i remember um i found out the team trials were over three days ending on a friday and that saturday morning i discovered that i was selected to the team and you know i just felt like superman that day man i was literally i was flying around you know um, but then getting to the Olympic Games, uh, you know, marching in that opening ceremony uh, and, you know, and seeing, you know, 50,000 people screaming and cheering. And I, I promise you more cameras than you can count is a really, really, um, you know, special moment, a really special time. Um, and especially because you grew up and you have seen this movie before where young men and women are marching in the ceremony and you're thinking, well, they are some of the best athletes in the world. And in that instant, you are on TV around the world as well. And, you know, there's some child, some kid somewhere probably wondering if you are one of the best athletes in the world. And all you can do is hope to live up to that. And then just, yeah, every athlete dream to march in the opening ceremony and represent their country. Special. It, it really is. And you say it's a, it's a dream. It's, there are people out there who dream of doing that, which brings me to a question I was going to ask you earlier about the motivational speaking. What inspired you to become a motivational speaker? Oh, I, I wish it was a, I, I, I had a cool story about being inspired to do it. Um, now, a guy I was working with, he wanted to be my agent, and I was working to get to my third Olympic Games in Nagano. And um, and so he started talking about you know what it would take uh, and how he can help me I should say, but then one of the things that he spoke about was oh you know if if I were your agent you I'd have you you know do motivational speaking which I'd never heard about before this is what, 1996 and I'm like or 97 somewhere around there and I'm like oh I I will do that I'd like to do that but after the Olympics and so he planted the seed. He never really did much, anything really, to help me to get to the Olympic Games. But he had planted the seed in my head about being a motivational speaker. And so after the Olympics, I came back and I just started speaking. And, nice. and nobody booed. And so here we are. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. So what are some of the messages you deliver today? What are some of your... I know your motto is keep on pushing. Exactly, man. So, I'm, so I, I, you know, I've, I've been fortunate, Nick, uh, buddy, to have a, mm -hmm. a, a set of life experiences that allow me to 
transcend so many different barriers and share ideas around um, our thoughts around so many different ideas. So overcoming obstacles, you know, uh, pursuing the dream, um, teamwork, leadership, uh, diversity, you know, uh, being a, a former army officer and, a, and an athlete, uh, you know, talk about teamwork and leadership and, um, you know, being a, uh, a black guy living in America and a black guy competing in the Winter Olympics, you know, you get to talk about diversity. Um, um, so, and, and but then my, you know, my, my, if I may say, my keep on pushing message uh, and mantra is so all encompassing. So it's, talk, I'm talking about growth and, and transformation and, and, um, and yes, leadership. Like it's in everything that we do, if you didn't quite hit the mark, what do you need to do? You need to keep on pushing. Right, whether it's individually or collectively as a team, and if you had set a goal and you hit it, what's the next step to keep on pushing? Because it's all about growth and how you're transforming and and making an impact and making a difference. Mm-hmm. And do you? And that just reminds me of the great saying: "Keep moving forward, no matter what. Keep on pushing. Keep moving forward." Yeah. Don't look back. You can't look back on a bobsled, you know. <laughs> that would not be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Especially if you're the driver. Absolutely. Yes. With you. Yes. So do you still keep in contact with your teammates or? Yeah, loosely. Um, one guy lives here uh, in New York where, where I live. And, you know, so we, we connect, you know, text uh, and phone and the odd phone calls every now and again. And the other two guys, yeah, every now and again, we will catch up. But it's, yeah, it's kind of loose connections. Mm. And I, heard, you know, I'm going back to the movie. I know I said, you know, it's based loosely mm. off your life, but yeah. um, I got to ask, what character do you think you relate to most in the movie? <laughs> ah, that's a good question. I would say Yul Brenner, played by Malik Yoba, the bald-headed guy, not because I'm a bald head these days. Um, that just <laughs> yeah. has to do with old age. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, Yul Brenner, and not because he was mean. I'm not mean. Okay? Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, but he was a dreamer. He's a guy that wanted to go to Buckingham Palace to live. And that's how I see myself as well as a, as a dreamer. Nice. And I hear you've met Sanka before. You've met uh, Dougie Doug. I've, I've met all of them, actually. I'm, oh, I'm, nice. Just on, um, in February during the Olympics, I was just on the Kelly Clarkson show with, with Yul Brenner, with Malik. Um, the other guys, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while since I saw Sanka. Mm-hmm. Um Darius, uh, you know, uh, Leon, yeah, three or four years, but pre-COVID was mm-hmm. when I saw, last saw them. And yes. I actually spoke to Raul Lewis, the, the rich boy, um, Junior Bevel, uh, during the Olympics, you know. So, so again, we, we loosely stay in touch. Mm-hmm. And now, before he passed, did you have a chance to meet the coach, John Candy? Yeah, I, I only once on the set. Uh, amazing an amazing guy, you know, I would say a better human being than he, than an actor he is. And uh, it was, you know, wonderful being able to hang out with him for a bit. Mm-hmm. Now on top of motivational speaking, on top of being a Bob Slater, you're also an author. Am I correct? Yes, you are. Yes. Can you tell us about one of your books or your book? Um, yeah. So I've written two books. The first one is a, a children's book. Yes, I can. The story of the Jamaican Bob Slater team. It's uh, written in verse and tells a story of the team, but um, or, but more importantly, it, it, you know, it's really trying to extract the lessons from the experience about believing in yourself, working hard, um, working as a team, that kind of stuff. And then 
my semi-autobiographical motivational book, Keep On Pushing, Hot Lessons from Cool Runs. Forgive the keep on pushing thing. I'm a, I'm a bobsledder man. That's as creative as I get, all right? Uh, but, uh, um, so yeah, the, I, again, go back to, it's a semi-autobiography. So it goes back to the lessons of from Cool Runnings and talk about, I grew up in a place called Olympic Gardens, which is a really rough uh, ghetto environment, graduated from the most prestigious military training school in the world, the Royal Military Academy Sandhurst. So we kind of go on that journey and go on that bobsled journey and the lessons from those experiences and how you apply those to your own life. Very, very interesting, for yeah. sure. So, buddy, we got to make this an official buddy cast with two questions that I have for you. Sure. The first one is brought to us by our buddy Jonas Kane from Hashtag Positivity, which is, what, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? You know, um, I think it's important uh, to be a friend to others. I like to consider myself a, a loyal friend. You know, so you think all, all of us owe it to someone to be there as a shoulder to, 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 to lean on, to cry on if needs be, uh, but more importantly, a sounding board, man, and just to, to, to support others in the best way you can. I, you know, I like to give that, and I absolutely love to receive that as well. Love it. Absolutely love that answer. And now we've come to what's called the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. All right. I am going to divide into a few pieces for you, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. The first one is, what is your advice to anyone who wants to be a bobsledder one day? Don't do it. <laughs> we get that a lot. <laughs> um, well, it, it depends on how old that person is. So if it's someone old as I am, I'm like, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, yeah. don't, don't do it. Um, but ser on a serious note, though, hey, it's hard work, and you have to be prepared for that. It's, it's not golf. Mm -hmm. No disrespect to golf. But, um, you know, so you have to train as if you're a sprinter and uh, a power lifter as well, right? So it, it requires all of that big uh, kind of bulk and, and strength with the speed. And, uh, and that's just the beginning, right? Because it's still, that's not bobsledding yet. You still have to um, have the stomach, have the courage to be able to go down that, that, that track every single day um quite frankly i don't mean to scare you but it's just the way it is mm -hmm. there's no guarantee that you're going to be alive 60 seconds after you start yeah you know it's it's that's that's just the nature of our sport but mm -hmm. i tell you this though it is exhilarating it is uh just an amazing feeling uh to push that sled and get in and you know whether you're a brake man or you're the driver as i became um mm -hmm. and i love that so much more um oof. yes that's my sport that's my sport right there mm -hmm. i actually have a quick follow-up question mm -hmm. what when was the last time you were in a bobsled when was the last time you went down the track yeah in 1998 after the olympics uh i was in salt lake city because their olympic games were coming up in 2002 and i was there in a program helping to put some young kids on ice in um in park city um unfortunately bob setting is not a recreational sport right and I'm, yeah. i live in new york and the closest track is five hours away uh so it's not like a skier you, you throw your skis on the top of your car and you go find a hill somewhere to ski mm -hmm. it's uh, done on a specific track and so that makes it you know challenging to to be a recreational bobsledder mm -hmm. 
Now, the second piece of advice I want to ask you is about motivational speaking. Mm-hmm. For anyone who might be interested in being a motivational speaker one day, what is your advice to them? Um, maybe the first thing would be be authentic. Uh, for all of us, whether you want to be a motivational speaker or something else, the most powerful way in which you can turn up in the world is to be authentic, be yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. if you think about the number of times you have met someone and you go, wow, he's a nice guy or she's a nice girl, but mm, there's something that's off. And that's by, because in that instant, that person wasn't being authentic and you know it, right? So if you really want to connect and capture an audience, you have to be authentic and you need to work on your craft as well, right? You need to, speaking is not just about getting up on stage and opening up your mouth and, and shoot from the hips. Um, you have to work on your craft. You have to prepare your talks um, so that you know, you're, you're confident uh, in what you're delivering. Mm-hmm. And now the final piece of advice I have for all my buddies watching, what about if they want to be an author, if they want to write a book? Um, the easiest way, it's a, a lot of work, by the way, and, and mm-hmm. it's kind of funny, uh, and I say this all the time, when I was in high school writing essays and the teacher would go, you need to reread your essays. I never did. I'm like, why would I reread it? I just wrote it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now, of course, I'm writing books and speeches and have to reread like a million times. Um, so one of the, the, the advice I hear uh, given to authors or want to be authors all the time is that you should just write. Um, uh, so, so just write. Uh, and if you want to write a book, um, hey, get up every day and write something. It doesn't have to be 10 pages. It could be one page, could be a half a page. If you keep adding a half a page, eventually you'll get a full book, you, you know. Um, uh, and to become a better writer, you should read as well uh, but yeah don't just write and don't edit yourself just you, write your thoughts down just just keep writing them down however uh, in, a, in a notebook on your on your on your uh, electronic device and you know half a page turns into a page into a chapter into a book beautiful advice well buddy thank you so so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. Like I told you in the beginning, you're not a guest. You're a buddy. Uh, It feels good to be a buddy. buddy. Yes. And you, buddy, are welcome back anytime on the show. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Yes. But I have one favor to ask you before Mm. we end the show, which is please, whatever you do today, go be someone's buddy. I'm happy to do that. Thank you. Awesome. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Devin Harris three-time Olympian, motivational speaker, and author. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. Thank you for joining us today. We'll catch you all here on everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast. Buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, 
make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.